You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Hey, thanks for noticing, Bob. Yeah, you're <laughs> very observant, brother. Welcome to the Felony Inc. podcast, coming to you live from deep inside Portland, Oregon's own Ned Space in downtown. Um... We share stories that show again and again that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that happiness and success are a state of mind, not the result of material gain or fame. Don't get me wrong, I like making money, motherfuckers, but it's really learned to rock the journey with all of its ups and downs that I call success. Owning up for my past mistakes and being willing to work very hard have been essential to my own personal triumphs. If you're not passionate and willing to work hard, you might as well, like Lad, have winning the lottery as your life plan. <laughs> I did. I won it. <laughs> that's, yeah, by, by meeting me. That's how good your odds are. <laughs> I'm Dave Dahl, and I co-founded Dave's Killer Bread after a total of 15 years in the joint. Our best guests on Felony Inc., like this guy today have discovered the amazing power of accountability and have converted adversity to wisdom and a success, mind, success mindset. Positive change isn't easy, and transformation is what? It's hard. There you go. It's really hard. Some people would say it's a motherfucker. But I already said that today. I only say it once per episode. <laughs> Search Felony Inc. on your podcast app. To hear previously recorded episodes of our podcast. Once again, I'm joined in the studio by Lad Justison, who earned his place as my co-host by racking up 20 of his own years behind bars. Isn't that right, Lad? That is a super-duper correct answer right there. That was enough for him, and that's enough for you, right? And you've been out for what now? How many years? Almost, yeah, almost 12 years. And how many drugs have you done during that time? Zero. How many crimes have you done? Zero. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) The only crime that I committed was uh, the sexual assault on you, and I'm sorry. We're on air today, and I'd publicly like to apologize for that. See, that's the easiest, that's like the easiest bust ever. He just said it on the air. (laughs) And this is the Me Too time. I don't even need anything but that right there. We have a, you know, statute of limitations. (laughs) Okay. So what's up with you anyway? Well, you know what? We got a really super cool thing happening tomorrow, Dave. Yes, Elk Ridge Golf Course, and uh, it's gonna—it's the Killer Granddaddies. They play at Portland Fashion Week, which means there's probably gonna Hell be yeah. a lot of pretty girls there, right? Wait, what are you gonna wear to Fashion Week? Um, nothing. 
Because there's pretty girls there. Lads, body, lads naked suit. body is never going to be in fashion, trust me. Yeah. Anyway, that's in Carson, uh, Washington, right across the, the river from uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. From the well, Columbia. Like the Dalles or something. The Dalles, yeah. It's about an hour from Portland. But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully some people will show up. We've got a bunch of people coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're Robbie's mom. and Typical, yeah. typical friends of ours. Yeah. I think we have like one, maybe two, maybe one and a half fans, true, mm-hmm. true fans yeah, of Killer Granddaddy. Right. And who's the half fan? Is that, who is that? That's me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're a half wit. Oh, nice. Okay. What do you think about that, do you, Alon? Do you have anything else to say, half wit? Well, you I know. I think there's a quarter wit in there at least. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got this little memo saying that we should maybe mention about uh, Discover African Art. Massive right. sell. We're trying to sell as much stuff as we can, and we've been doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah we've been good. We've been we're working selling. our asses off just selling, liquidating so that we oh, can move, man. right? Man, I'm telling you, I've been taking pictures all day long, mm-hmm. sitting them on the web, trying to sell some stuff. And you know what I'm wondering, Dave? How yeah. come Alon has never bought anything from us? He apparently doesn't really like African art that much. I think I nabbed a couple things when I was up at your place. You'd probably just, you got so much you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, if you got the stuff from my place, then you probably uh, you got you did well. Deal. You did well. Well, so what else we got, lad? Is that about it? Um, yeah, it looks like you're done. Yeah. So I tell pretty, tell I us pretty about much, our guest. Man, our guest is one cool cat, Noah Schultz. Mm-hmm. This guy... He's, uh, you know, of course, he's been on the show before. If you guys can look up the how episode many times podcast. How many times has Noah been on the show? I think he's been on three At times. At least three times, yeah. And he had, his, had his buddy Guy mm-hmm. on here one time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were characters. But anyway, yeah, he's one of our favorite guests. And uh, So, you know, Noah is a social innovator, youth advocate, and public speaker from Portland, Oregon, who is passionate about bringing service to underprivileged youth like Dave. Having served seven and a half years in prison, he has a personal connection and motivation to drive reform in our justice system through humanizing the stories of incarcerated and raising awareness around mass incarceration. Noah is co-founder of Forgotten um, Culture. Which I happen to be wearing uh, one of the shirts uh, in honor of that. In fact, I I wear it about every, I wash it every day and wear it the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, uh, a bunch of my, my, you know, friends and stuff have have picked them up and they all love these shirts. And now, that one that, that one jacket that you just got the other oh, day. Man, oh, the jacket. man, jacket. It's too warm right now, but it, it'll be a great fall jacket, early Definitely. fall. Like, oh, it yeah. starts cooling off at night. It's, I, it's a windbreaker. It's got, like, uh, just this cool, like, leopard shit going on, tiger yeah, shit going it's, on. Uh, yeah, zebra. Yeah. But yeah, you know zebra, what? I, yeah. That stuff, that jacket, actually, um, they were explaining it to us, is made out of some pretty cool material. So I think Tell us about it. it's going to be a little bit even past, you know, fall. You'll be able to wear that in the winter with a nice shirt underneath, and it'll keep you warm. Oh, yeah. Columbia. I don't, Columbia, I don't need a heavy jacket anyway, so yeah. but I'll be able to start wearing it when it gets a little cooler. Yep, definitely. <clears throat> but what's the material? Well, it's the same material that Columbia Sportswear uses in some of their products. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what is Which that is material? Which is an advanced, advanced sort of material, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. So we were super excited about that project. It's something that, that took quite a quite a bit to get actually up off the ground and going. Um, 
And it was through working with new manufacturers, people really, really looking at where we want to go and making sure that we have the infrastructure to take us there. So we were working on that project. Good partners now, huh? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, connecting with that that partner out there and um, being able to walk through the whole process from the pattern on up and really make a custom piece that was something that was true to what we wanted to create. So it came out quality. That that's what we strive for in every product. We want to make sure that we're giving our people the highest. You know the highest quality for their money. Yeah, it's something that they can be happy over, of. Not overpriced. No, nah, we want to keep it at a comfortable price point for the people. You know what yeah. I mean? We know where we come from. We want our Everybody people to can afford yeah, that stuff, exactly, man. man. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's fashionable. It's like cool, hip. You know. Uh, Still has soul. That word. You know? That word, hip, kind of uh, is overused. So I'm sorry I used it, but uh, I would say that it's fresh. And uh, you guys are going to make lots of chicken. <laughs> you guys are Hell make yeah. lots of chicken. <laughs> See, Dave's been hanging around yeah. us, man. He's already, <laughs> he's already got the lingo. <laughs> but, you, but you know, Noah, you know, you since you guys started the company way mm-hmm. back, you know, yep. how many years has it been in? Uh, man, it's it's been going since it, it started when I was I was still incarcerated. So that's when the ideation phase really began, and we just. You know, we didn't we didn't go to school for that. But that's the beautiful thing about this country is you can you can pick something don't up and to. you can get moving. Exactly. You don't have the, to wait for a degree to get your ass up and going. That's right. The energy and the strength or you know, the thought the process that you have in your life can be used for so many different things. You know. Yes, that design mentality that you have. You know, that I'm always creating my future. I'm creating Absolutely, man. but I'm enjoying the process. Exactly. And if you're not enjoying it, you're doing something wrong. You need right. to get the fuck out of there. Exactly. Yeah. If but, you're not enjoying it, then you're probably not gonna enjoy your success either that much. Definitely. You really gotta figure what, it out. What I found, man, is that the more that you enjoy with it and the more you enjoy it and play with it and or allow yourself to to be happy and have that creativity, the better it flows naturally. You know what I mean? It naturally attracts more yeah. um, momentum. It naturally attracts more just creativity and, and the vibes. Just it's I realize that even now in my in my old age, when I but the problem with me now is I don't want to work that hard. So I uh, you know, I keep telling myself, okay, back off because opportunities they get snow have a snowball effect. Oh yeah. I feel it. it was great with Dave's Killer Bread, but right now it's like, oh man, I could go all these different directions, and I want to, I want to back off a little bit and still be mm-hmm. just, still have the happiness. And for me, absolutely, it's hard to. I realize how much I love to work. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I feel it if I'm working on something, and so it's it's like a balanced thing for me now. I never wanted Definitely. to be balanced before. I said, I fuck know. you and your balance. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that goes. So another thing about Noah, um, he's got another thing called uh, Verbal Escape Poetry. Tell us about that. Yeah, man. So Verbal Escape Poetry is a spoken word poetry curriculum that is used really to address some some trauma and some hard situations in our lives. So this is something that started in McLaren Youth Correctional Facility um, with some other guys. One of one of the most prominent, Stefan Fowler, who is who's an incredible guy. You know, we got to get Stefan on this show. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think so, you would really is, enjoy is he, talking with him. What's his deal? So Stefan, uh, me and him were actually sentenced on the same day to the same amount of time oh, okay. for yeah, no, completely separate crimes. You have, yeah, yeah. dreads, big, mm-hmm. long dreads, yeah. Um, and we were sitting, we had about two years left, and we were about to get out, and we had been in that facility for so long that we had done every single program that they had offered, and we started creating our own. We started teaching. We started taking you know, what was in front of us and really trying to make it move uh, the best of our ability. So we, we asked ourselves, I was in this college project, and I was working on this social innovation thing, and I was like, damn, man, you know, 
you know, what if we what if we brought verbal escape back? And it was something that we we started when we were younger and we we ran a test pilot of the program. Everyone loved it. It was it was awesome and it had a great effect, but we just got too busy. Mm. But we were wondering what if we brought this back and we we added every single writing workshop that we've taken up to this point, everything we've learned up to this point from our schooling and from the books we've read, and we package this thing into an instrument of healing, something that would be eventually free that we could pass out to these young people and just really give these kids something that they could, you know, hold on to during the times where shit is crazy because it's both of you guys know mm-hmm. that when you're when you're inside, there's there's not a lot of space for you to go. You're having a bad day. It's fucking it's you gotta, deal with it. The space has exactly, gotta be right, yeah. exactly. In the brain. And, we just we know that I mean hence the name verbal escape. This is an escape yeah, from a shitty situation cool through thing. writing, and yeah. uh, this is something that we've I mean been doing around Oregon like on and off teaching in different schools. But I'm super excited because I get to go back to McLaren today. We went last week and we started an eight week curriculum. So that's my Friday nights, man. We're we're back in the facility we started at, and we're teaching and we got this amazing group of young men who are just excited to. So wow, this could be get out a there, big yeah. deal, and it could be. This could be scaled. You know, the way that I see Verbal Escape and and kind of the overall goal of Verbal Escape Mm -hmm. is we want to package this thing to where that we can eventually, within a year or two, just send this out to a passionate volunteer, staff member, or community member who Mm -hmm. wants to bring something like this to... The curriculum. Exactly, man. And educate them on it so they can just but, they can spread this. But they like, need they need somebody. Each one of these needs like a champion exactly. that's got some talent, right? Definitely, yeah. This is kind of a there's there's a little bit of talent to to lead this. For sure, for yeah. sure. And you, it's, anybody could probably participate, but they'd have to have thick skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cause, man. Cause, um, and that's that's the challenge. Competition. Really. I mean, there's for competition sure. for, for sure. sure. And yeah. so I guess that's 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 the. That's the formula that we have to crack is how do we how do we tap into the right kind of instructors who are going to like bring this program with passion, the right compassion yeah, and integrity yeah. of the program, keeping it to what we, we meant for it to be. So, so you I know, can imagine it. Go you ahead. know, verbal escape. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm understanding this right, it not only does it give them a chance to write down what these, you know, their feelings, you know, mm-hmm. inside, but it also gives them a voice. Absolutely. And it also gives them an understanding of their story. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. when they hear other stories from other guys, yep. similar stories, it gives them a chance to realize that they're not alone. Exactly. Exactly. And, and they you know, grow together, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when we're in these groups and we're sitting there together and we're, we're, we're touching on some subjects that are really, really close to home for some people. For some people, I mean, it's the first time they've traveled to that space mm. in a while. You know what I mean? A very hard situation in their lives. And they're not speaking it publicly. But the beautiful thing that happens when you speak something public is it loses its power. You take yeah. your power back from that shit. That's true. It's no longer you are no longer a victim to that. Yeah. You know, so we we encourage that, and it, and it increases others' power. Absolutely, uh, it increases the power of your impact. Mm-hmm. Definitely, at least that was for me. You know, uh, if you have a story to tell, um, and you've come to terms with it, you know, now you're a different person. Uh, Your past is your past, and now, Mm -hmm. you know, look, I'm sharing this with you because this is a gift. Definitely. You know, and it's like somebody told me this morning, uh, a candle doesn't lose its power when it lights another candle, Mm. you know? Ooh. And, uh, yeah. That's nice. I like that. It just creates more light. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a really great thing. Well. You know, Dave, when when uh, you used to go in, when you, especially when you was at uh, Dave's Killer Bread, you used to visit any juvenile in prison that you were, you know, promoting the bread at. 
And, you know, all those kids that that you went in, of course, you don't see the immediate result, Mm -hmm. you know, of your inspiration to them. But over time you do. But how has that been for you, Noah? I mean, you've been in and you spoke and you've, you've, uh, you know, tutored these kids, you know. Definitely. How... How great, you know, what is, how it's great been, is that to see it come back? You know, it's, it's wild because a lot of the time we don't get to see the effect that we're having on, on young people. And that's just kind of the, what you got to do. You just got to go in there with your heart. But sometimes there are those cases where you do get to see that. And it's, it's a gift when someone can share the gratitude of how you've touched their life or the impact that you've made. Because it lets you know that you're on the right path and that you're being received the way yeah. that you want to be received. And our hearts, our egos, you know, reply, they... It, there's nothing wrong with uh, getting a little, a little bit of love for the, the love you give, you know. Oh man, I just, I just take it as immense gratitude. Like, mm-hmm. damn, like, I'm meant to be here right now, yeah. you know. And it's just a, it's a reaffirmation that I'm in the right space when things like that happen. But I'll, I'll give you an example. I went down to McLaren uh, last week, uh, last Friday, and I walked in there and I seen this young man, and I was just like, damn, I know that kid, mm-hmm. and. I realized that he was, he was like, he was an adult. He was 19 at that point. Mm-hmm. But I remember when he was 14 years old in the hole and I was doing a crisis intervention with this kid, mm-hmm. you know, and it was his birthday. Might and have I made was a difference. Like, and yeah. I was, yeah, I was talking with them. Like I ran a little soccer program back there and like played soccer with them and stuff. And he was just like, yo, like, what's up? And I was like, damn, bro. Like you're a young man. Now look at you, man. Yeah. And just, you know, like, you had, you know, you had some sort of impact. You well, know, he's in the class, you know, so now, yeah, yeah. now, now you're going to have more them. of an impact. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, I see your light going on once in a while. Make sure you you pipe in if you see something there, Alan. You know, um, I always like Alan's insights. For sure. By the way, so but anyway, that uh, that just it's so incredible. It's like a spiritual freaking swell. And, a, and a, a cool a cool part, man, is that we have an amazing crew of guys who were formerly incarcerated. So we got Stefan, we have Gaetano, we have uh, Robert White, we have our homegirl Raquel who comes. You know, who's going to start working with us. was a pussy. How many, how many, how many days did he do? <laughs> you know, he kind of, he I'm got just that. fucking around, man. He's got the man, right, he's yeah, the right yeah. kind of guy. For I sure, love that for dude. For sure. And they, and they love him, man. So it's like, he's going to come out today and he, he's a part of the crew and, and going in there and doing that work too. And, and the, the young people really, right. you know, work well with him. So I hope you're listening out there, guy. Yeah, is, right. Is he supposed to be listening? <laughs> I uh, doubt it. Yeah, he's probably, who knows what he's doing. Oh, uh, I know what he's doing. <laughs> we don't want to speculate. It's not criminal. It's not criminal. Whatever he's doing, I know that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, you know, we have a nice little circle of people around us that we that we uh, that we know, and um, you know, pe- we don't have people coming around that are pieces pieces of crap. Nah, man. Because we're done. We're done with that. We run with lions, Except man. Lad. Um, I am a piece of crap. <laughs> He's a douchebag. Uh, wow. At heart. At can heart. you be both? You can. Oh, okay. A piece of crap and a douchebag. Yeah. Damn. You can be a piece oh, of crap. Damn. You can be a piece of crap in a douchebag. There you uh, go. Well, you know what? I've I've told Dave many times that if I was to beat the shit out of him, there, there would just, be nothing left. There'd just be a big <laughs> bag of skin laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one, but it's, it's not bad. I've heard that too many times. Now. No, it was a good one. Yeah, it was good. Okay, twenty years ago. So, uh, before we take our break, uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, you know, you you had this documentary. We didn't discuss that yet. Yeah, uh, we have talked about it before. It's called Perception: Prison to Purpose. That's right. And and I saw it. It's what it is is, is the story of Noah and Guy. 
and uh, how Noah ended up in prison, basically, yep. and then how he, you know, learned the things that he's learned since then. Sure. Tell us about that and how people can get to it before we go on a break. Yeah, so Perception from Prison to Purpose, over $50,000 was spent in the creation of this film. This is the film that is focused on really showing people the humanity and uh, just the capacity for human change within any young person or any human being if they're given the opportunity and the resources to thrive. And mm -hmm. that, that really was the case in, in my situation as I had a lot of people uh, you know, surround me, and I, did, I took some initiative. Mm -hmm. and you did. So um, it's it's just highlighting that capacity for human change. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing about this project, and I could go on about it since we've taken it across the country, is that it's preparing people's minds for the next time they come in co contact with someone who may have committed a crime in their life or may have, like, a crazy right. past. You know Helps what I mean? And just, like, let them know, like, yeah, that should, like, you can come back from that. Yeah, you know, especially, I hate to say it because old people can do this too, but especially when you're young, there's, you have you haven't fully got into the habit of being jackass yet you know you still can you still can change and, and everything's relative some people are younger some so you know but generally speaking youth is the time to do it it's great to catch people when they're young and and, and get them on the right track for sure so we're going to go to a break i believe it's time alone yep let's do it CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startupradio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. That, that, the dropship, don't say too much about that, all right? <laughs> you just did, buddy, but nobody knows what you're talking about, so. Right? I mean, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about drop-kicking lad. Yeah. 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 That's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, is that film on YouTube, or can people yeah, see it so, publicly, right? Yes, people can see that film publicly. It's available on YouTube for free. Um, and the reason that we put it out there for free is this was a project to maximize impact. And uh, and this was done by Garrett Gwynn. Garrett Gwynn, Anybody Will else? Cuddy, yeah. uh, Joey Jenkins, uh, and Jonathan Reed. And we had jo some really Garrett great Gwynn, uh, I know Garrett Gwynn. Uh, he was on the show. He also... My guy. He also is a port. He still works for the Blazers. He still works for the Blazers. Yeah, that's really cool. What does he do exactly? He uh, he, he does, does video. marketing stuff, right? No, no, not marketing video. No. Yep. Yeah, he man, that, that's that a great man job. Is, yeah, yeah, he loves it. He loves yeah, it I would for love sure. That job. So uh, anyway, all these other guys too, but I don't know them. Um, so let's go back to. Unless you, uh, you know, always cut in if you got some specific. Oh, for sure. You know. Definitely. But I, I really want to just kind of let people know, you know, first of all, you can kind of give a quick rundown of what got you in trouble, uh, you know, what your mindset was all the way through everything and how things changed. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, you know, how, how I really began 
getting in trouble and, and, and falling behind was, I, I guess, really a search for, for identity during a youthful time, you know? I know that. And um, I was surrounded by some, some negative influences, I and mean, I gravitated towards influences. And school, for me, as a youth, was something that I struggled with severely. Like, I just, it just didn't click with me. ADD. Yeah, Probably. they told me. They told me I was ADD. They told me I had ADHD. Yeah, they told me I had impulse disorder. A gang of fucking labels, man. It's and part, like, it's just part of growing up. I but guess. but it's you have to be careful on how you give labels to young people. I agree. You know what I mean? Because they're in a very vulnerable in a state. Box. Exactly, and they adopt that as as who they are as people. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of what I did. Was I adopted that as you know? This is what I am. There's something. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, school was something I, I rejected at a very early age from third grade, you know, and just going through a rough transition from a different school is moving schools and moving neighborhoods. But all the whole time you were thinking in the back of your head, man, I'm just, I'm not good enough for this. Uh, exactly. So I'm Honestly, gonna, I'm going to find stupid. this identity over here where I have, where I feel stronger. 100%. Right? And I, I felt, I felt like I was stupid. I felt like. I totally did it. Man. It, it was crazy, you know? Yeah, and, I really uh, was stupid though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this, and I've reflected on this, and, and if you really think about it, school is school is a kid's job. Like, that is their highest achievement mm. at that point in their life. And to be failing at the highest achievement at that point in their life... And being called names. How would you... Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's so reflective of what we feel as, as adults, you know? It's like we forget the feelings of kids. Are, have you ever seen that, that Mr. Rogers documentary? Of course, I've seen, seen all Mr. Rogers stuff. Dope. I, I, he's like my... He's my main influence in life. So... Are you, I don't know if you're fucking with me or not, bro. I'm fucking with you, but I do <laughs> think a good he, man, bro. he's probably he's probably one of the most sincere and yeah. uh, and un somebody you can't even attack. Yeah, he's man. That, he's yeah, that he's that amazing. Light, bro. Yeah, he is, and uh, he was actually pretty revolutionary during his time for mm-hmm. just the messages he, he was changes, pushing. He changed things. He was Definitely. a big yeah. uh, innovator. Yep, real yeah. shit. And uh, I remember I was watching his documentary, and one of the things he said is. Um, this is like paraphrasing and stuff, but he was talking about how we devalue the feelings of children. And we think that just because you're a child, you, you feel somewhat less because you don't fully understand the world around you. Sure. You know, and we forget that our young people are really a lot of the time they're reacting to the world that we've built for them. You know, what I mean, they they have this is an adult's world. And if you're a kid, you do what the adults say, mm-hmm. you know, so to be family. And, and, and most of the time, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. for sure. But um, just going back to that, man, I just felt like school was a massive failure for me, and it put resentment in my heart, and it was a little confusing. And I began looking for love and acceptance in the wrong places. I found that in gangs. Um, I started hanging out when with the gangs. When did you start getting gangs? I started hanging around the gangs when I was twelve years old. Yeah. So this was almost immediately after going to uh, a really, really messed up alternative school. And started hanging with the guys in the neighborhood, and I really quickly realized, man, like, I was good at selling drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was praised for how good I was at it's selling drugs. entrepreneurial exactly. aspect that not everybody's got. And I love that shit, man, because I was, for the first time in my life, able to buy clothes, my own Carl's Jr., you know, kid shit, like Game Boys and shit, like, yeah. things that I was never able to have. And the cool thing about power. that, too— it's power. But, yo, but the cool thing about that was on a micro level— I was able to see that materials, they weren't filling any any of the, the needs that I had. Like you I knew thought, that then? Yeah, I thought that the PSP and the fucking the Nintendo DS was going to make me happy. And mm-hmm. I would get these things and I'm like, damn, like I got these things, but 
I was just getting like accumulating a pile of. So you were actually able to. Were, were you actually able to come to that conclusion then, or was that something you? I was able to come. At? I was able to come to that conclusion now, but looking back at the dissatisfaction, you were just you know, I was unsatisfied yeah. by all of the material gain that I was accumulating. And, and uh, me and you, it's 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 kid stuff, you know. But the lesson is still there, and we yeah. can learn like these major lessons from micro lessons, yeah. and just extrapolate it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I started getting involved with the gangs, and my life really began going downhill, man. I was living in a state of hypervigilance. Like, I would leave my house, and it was a mission. I was looking for certain cars. Like, who's who's going to attack me? And I'm not only looking for rival gang members, but I'm looking for police, too, because yeah. we're getting shut down by the police. They're throwing us on our stomachs. They're, you know what I mean? So this is reality. This, yeah. It becomes yeah. reality, but it's a reality that is your identity now. Straight up. So there's a double-edged sword to that. It's like, this is my power, and this is also my... You know, demise. Yep. Is, yeah, double edged sword kind of and, thing. And the crazy thing is, is, and I see this because I work with these young people now. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like this this gang identity becomes such a a hard, such a, a solid part of that person's character and who they think they are. You yeah, and you mean? don't think you're a bad person. No, you're you, just responding to your environment. You're doing what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, I mean, for a lot of us, it was it was a state of high stress, and we we didn't like like it but we liked our family you know Mm. that we got from it we liked the other pieces that came from it but there's a lot of negative stuff that came with it as well Mm. and a lot of people are too scared because we've seen what happens when you leave the gang you get your ass beat and you are shunned by your whole circle that you've like came up with you know so all of a sudden you're you're no longer a friend but you're just kind of a at 12 years old you're really too young to make make that decision to get into a gang and yet that's when it when it happens uh, it's like then you're you're stuck, and uh, that mm-hmm. that's that's a life is backwards that way in just about everything. So yeah, man, and uh, so that that cycle of violence and that cycle of just yeah, that cycle of confusion lasted up until the age of seventeen, uh, which is where I caught my first case, a Metro Eleven. Um, and it was just, what well, that was your first and last case. It was, yeah, 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 yeah right? <laughs> Thank God. Um, Explain what a Measure 11 is. So Measure 11 is a mandatory minimum sentencing guideline that allows juveniles to be sentenced as adults in the state of Oregon. We have recently passed a measure called 1008 that is doing some good work in the area. Mandatory minimum sentences, yep. including, for, uh, including for, for kids. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 16 I mean, or 15? What is it? 16? Uh, 15 years old. 15. Yep, 15 years old. You can be sentenced as an adult. And looking at everything we know about things brain science. Looking, yeah, things are changing. And that's very, it's very encouraging at this yeah. this time in prison reform. Yeah. Is that people well, are starting. How long has it been? 23 years that it's been around? Yeah, since uh, oh, no, 1992 20, or 3. 94. So almost 27, man. Yeah, almost yeah. 27 years. Okay, so anyway, 20-something years. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and Measure 11 was created in, in response to a lot of the fear that was happening in the 80s and the 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, that is what influenced the, the whole phase of the super predator, saying, you know, young people are, like, there's a new generation of kids, and they're just, they're crazy. They're, they're not like anything we've ever seen before. Like, it was, it was just, the fear-mongering was insane. And, it, you know? and it's rubber stamp and everything. It's no it, each person is so much so. And different. that's that's the problem is we lose the story when you give something like a mandatory minimum sentence. Mm-hmm. Is you're not you're no longer looking at the person. You are you're just giving a default blanket sentence that's not really addressing the needs of that person or or the community really or the tell. community. And that's the crazy part is the amount of money that this community is mm-hmm. blindly spending towards this prison this prison system. 
It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. If we had That's the reinvestment of those dollars somebody. for youth, it's over a hundred thousand dollars a year. They get special treatment. Special yeah, things, I see special it. opportunities and stuff. But that, but at least that's good. At least they, there's a need. There's an understanding that these young folks can can benefit from more programs and stuff, right? But yeah. And is that still, why it costs more to do a kid? I'm I'm guessing so. Yeah. I'm guessing so. Yeah. But it it really makes me wonder if the quality of treatment is a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, I'm sure it isn't. You feel me? <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. But I'm I'm saying that's probably the reason why. And yet, nothing in government, if you ask me, um, is ever uh, uh, either consistent or, uh, you know, effective is uh, efficient, mm-hmm. you know, and, and cost, yeah. cost effective. Um, so really where my mind's at in all this work and is a reinvestment of those dollars back into our communities that we're seeing the most, the highest rates of, of you know, crime policing and, and violence coming from. It's like we we're treating symptoms. We know we know where these symptoms come from. You know what I mean? Hum, humans are always going to be random. That's just kind of mm-hmm. how it is. And yeah. you're always going to have to, you know, have some sort of system in place for a serious offense, or you know, you're going to have to have some sort of response. But the over reliance on the prison right. system as it is today is something that is not doing this this country or the people any good. Well, improvements are happening, though, right? There's, it, it seems to be a Slowly move, but surely, for sure. kind of a movement, including what you're doing and what some other people are doing on, in the adult system and beyond. You know, you see things getting better. You see, see things happening. And the cool thing is a lot, of, a lot of the reform comes from work that's being done around the youth system that then trickles up to the adult system. Yeah, because, because that, it, exactly, the youth it's is just more a, important, it's more priority. It's 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 easier I feel to get things passed when we're talking about young people rather than, people than care, adults. Care but more about kids things, and they also realize that kids are more likely to change, right? So, yeah. So, um, so you know recently Dave, um, weren't we talking about that uh, about that initiative that would um, allow, you know, youth to not be sentenced to any more than 7 years or something? Do you remember that being on the news? No. You remember that, Noah? I think was it recent? Yeah, I think what you're you're thinking of is Measure 1008, which uh, is a mandatory second look. So the young person would be able to do like half of their time and go up in front of essentially the parole board and get that time cut in half if they've shown that they've made a significant improvement and are you know working towards their treatment and uh, let them out early, which makes complete sense. If someone's had their transformation, what's the use of housing them in a facility if? At They've already had their transformation. You at know? 100,000 a year. Yo, it's crazy, yeah. though. It's like nobody, there's no scientific evidence behind seven and a half years, 10 years, 12 nah. years, 14 years. This shit is a random, Arbitrary. blind hammer smashing people, bro. Yeah, where do like, they come up with those numbers? It's just random. It just, num- you know. Well, right. I guess they're, they're multiples of 10. That's what I guess they are. so, man. Yeah, I never, yeah. I always think five, because I was sentenced to 70 months uh, plus 45 consecutive. Uh, but the 70 was measure 11 and um, had to do that day for day. Um, and it's funny because you talk about just the system is just bullshit in so many ways. Like for me, um, I didn't do what I got sentenced for. It's mm-hmm. just that was the closest I could come to. Okay, we want to give them 10 years. Let's throw this and this together and make it 10 years. And, yeah. and I pled to a bunch of shit I didn't do. For sure. But uh, otherwise, I'd have gone to feds. They were going to throw mm-hmm. me in feds, and it was armed career criminal, 15 and 5 minimum. Damn. So I said, well, okay. Unfortunately, if I had done the other way, I wouldn't have met Lad. <laughs> and th- things would have been a lot better. 
But yeah. anyway. But, you know, fortunately, you did go to the state prison system and got into CAD CAM yeah. and all that other stuff. No, so. seriously, everything was... I couldn't ask for things to be to, to turn out the way they could. They mm -hmm. did, you know. And you got a shorter sentence because you went to Powder River and yeah. got out earlier. But I didn't want to. That's the funny right. thing. Yeah, I was in mm -hmm. such a role. I was on such a role in there with Cad and my whole new way of looking at life. I was like, don't mess this up. You know, I yeah. was, it was too yeah. new to me. I was afraid that I might lose my power. Your momentum. Yeah, moment, my momentum. And so don't send me to a place where I'm going to get out two years early. I, you know, I am okay. I can do the yeah. rest of my time. Yeah. I got a plan, you know. Mm -hmm. But eh, everything worked out. Everything worked out. And that's the thing. Uh, no matter what, it, I was telling somebody last night, the principles I love. Um, first is acceptance. Mm -hmm. Then there's humility. There's work ethic. And uh, what's that last one I keep forgetting? <laughs> Education. Uh, oh, accountability. Um, and uh, to me, those all, uh, it just, if you're doing that, first acceptance makes you okay no matter what. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the first power. You say, okay, look, if I was lad, I'd just have to accept that I'm, you know, kind of a useless fucking, <laughs> uh, you know, guy. You know, but it's okay because, <laughs> because you, it's acceptance. Uh, I'm not even really sure what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually uh, that's the first time I think I haven't had really had a comeback. Man, you know I just yeah, what do you say to that when it's the truth, right? Yeah, I mean, it's so anyway, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm done insulting you for today. I think I've, <laughs> I really had my issue. Nah, it. there's more coming. So uh, we got to do some more, some more uh, pay pay yes. for this. Yeah, and we'll be right back. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and you get a $150 credit. All right, lad. Wow. You really look like, you know, you wanted to say something. Well, I, I, once again, I, it's so amazing that we have that advertisement on there, and your nickname is Startup Ruby. Yeah. Hmm. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought, I thought maybe... I thought <laughs> something maybe, intelligent? Yeah, I thought maybe you were going to have a good question for Noah or something. Like a poignant, poignant moment? Well, we know, we, know, we know Noah pretty well now. We've hung out with Noah quite a bit. Uh, just a fun guy to hang out with. Always positive. I never heard anything. Uh, no. He's even HIV positive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's so positive. Wow. <laughs> That's positive. Yeah, but anyway. Are you positive? <laughs> HIV positive. <laughs> You're all crazy. <laughs> How far can you take that? Okay. Um... But there's always hope, you know. I love I love hope. I love the things like hope and the and the principles of success. What, what how would you put down, you know, because you're a successful guy. It doesn't matter if you haven't completely hit your stride when it comes to finances. Mm -hmm. You're a successful guy. Every time I see you, I see you as a successful guy. Thank Tell you. me why. 
What are the you, principles that you recognize? Yeah, man. So some of the principles of success that I, I've seen, not only myself, but within my circle is, like you said, work ethic mm. and having something to work towards. Like, that can be anything. You and know? that doesn't mean, I mean, also, that doesn't really mean, like, digging ditches, but I'll tell you what. Nah. If that's what you got to do right now, do it well. Bro, you've seen me digging a ditch. Yeah, just to, I know. You know, getting, getting extra money up for an event. Like, Hell that's yeah. just what you got to do. With, and like In my day, that's what I worked my ass off. Yeah. I have I have a, a saying and everything, and it's it's called, it's something that came to me, and it's, if you're not willing to starve for your dreams, you have no right to eat from them. You mm. have no right to eat for them, from those one. dreams if you're not willing to starve for because it. Because actually when you're starving and you're pursuing your dreams, it, you're not, it doesn't feel like you're starving, does it? Nah, man. You're, 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 you're way ahead of there. And there can, there, there's going to be hard points in it, you know? Like even if it is your utmost passion and you're working to it, you're going to hit those low points. Yeah. But this shit is day by day. And that's what I've learned really from, from life one. and from business is you've got to take it day by day. And you have to you have to lean on the compound interest behaviors. Like what is gonna build in your favor? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I do this shit every single day, if I lift weights every single day, I'm gonna see a physical effect from that. Yeah. If I eat donuts and cheeseburgers and every single good. day, I'm gonna see a physical effect from that. You yeah, know what I mean? Probably and some things are immediate effect and some things are longer and some exactly. things some things you may never get what you what and some things you it's like working out to a certain point. It's kind of a for me now. It's just a constant thing. I, I feel like shit if mm -hmm. I didn't. If I had to, if I hurt myself and I couldn't work out, and I've done that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what would I do? I'd have to figure out another way to get my exercise. Somehow, I have to get my exercise. I just got to. For sure. And, uh, for sure. And and so that's a, that's an immediate effect. It's an ongoing effect of of that. Um, there's other there's other things that like eating a cheeseburger. If it's a really bad cheeseburger, you'll feel that right away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Eat some garbage food. You're yeah. going gonna to feel like shit. I like cheeseburgers. I do too, but I, you know what I do? I, make, I use my bread, my Dave's Killer bread, good seed, and I make a really lean burger. You know, I spend the money and get the best burger. Do me too. And, and, I, and when I cook a, a really lean burger like that, it hardly changes size. It's, mm. it's so so lean. The fat there's not that much fat to cook out. Oh of it. yeah, just enough fat because I don't have to add any fat. Just enough fat to keep it from sticking to the pan. Mm. And then you you know I put my mozzarella cheese on there. Hell right? yeah! I tell you what, man, <laughs> uh, I can eat that all day long. Hell yeah! How simple is that? I would say say also, man, it's just a big realization i i feel like i've learned a lot within this past year just doing a lot of internal work looking inside and you know helping fortify my mindset where i want to go and in having life such a pretty girlfriend hey <laughs> shout out oh. to amanda yeah, yeah. she's great man yeah you know she's if you're just down to earth if you i feel like you you got to choose a partner if you're going to spend someone you're going to spend a considerable amount of time with a person you got to make sure that that person yeah, is uplifting you and not everybody you gets as lucky you. Yeah, not everybody gets as lucky as you did. Though. Hey, man. <laughs> For a while there, I thought Guy was your uh, girl. But no, turned, hey, I'm, I'm who glad. said he isn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I threw fun. that in there for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play that shit back. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We have been no judgment here anyway. <laughs> but, but, but going back to that, man, is just really realizing that, that our, lives are, our lives are art projects. You know, and that mm. a lot of the time that we take and science and science projects, and yeah. sometimes we we take not to say that you shouldn't take things seriously, but 
you have a hundred year lifespan on this Again, thing. Again, that's an acceptance. Experience this shit. Here you, know you I mean? are, man. You accept that bang when you, when you get slugged in the head, man. And, and it it's, it's okay to be wherever you're at, bro, because the ball is going to be right where you left it. Mm. Pick that shit up and move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nobody. I don't think I know anybody. I, there's one person I know that has suffered more than me in my life for absolute certain that I know, and he is a very good young fellow who is quadriplegic. Mm. To me, that's constant suffering. How do you overcome that? And that's something, that to me is an inspiration for, I can't cry about nothing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, uh, you could now, if you were quadriplegic, you could, uh, what would you do? You, you'd just get really into your head and exactly. really, really maximize mm -hmm. the strength, the power of your, of your brain. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that could be a that could turn around and be a really huge asset. But yeah. you know, if you think about it, it's really not a burden on him because it's the way he's always been. Unless no. it happened during no, the No, 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 no. This dude was full grow when it happened. Oh, I see. That's different. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're not our body in in my mind. Like, I don't know, that could go in a whole bunch of different ways. And we, yeah. could, we could go a whole spiritual but, tip, but like, I truly believe we're not our bodies. But most you know? of us would, that shock and that difficulty would be too much at least at first to even swallow for sure. you would. can't move yeah. you can't even take your own life yeah you that, know what i mean that would suck so that's a helpless feeling and then you are going to die younger mm -hmm. it's there are complications to that not be on the move like that yeah so make sure. the most so what how do you make the most of that it's and that reminds us to do it in our own lives mm -hmm. right doesn't it yeah, you know, look at you. You're about as healthy as it gets. You're young. You know, you got nothing to cry about. So that's probably why I never see you crying. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, on on uh, the flip side of that, you know, when you say we are not our bodies, but when you know people look at you and guy, you know, mm -hmm. you're coming to represent your clothing company. They that matters. Look at, they look at you guys, you oh, know, and sure. they say, "Hey, look, these are two yeah, ambitious young men, you know, good-looking guys, mm -hmm. you know, promoting uh, this thing. It makes a difference. But but it isn't. If it was just them be having, if they didn't have the attitudes right. that shine through, but that's it wouldn't matter. That's part of the look of them. It's a part of it. Yeah. It's part of them. It's, it's, it's the, the whole makeup package. of everything. The whole package. That's yeah, they do, they possibility do, model. They do wear a lot of makeup. I know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Noah's into that eye shadow. Hey man, don't hate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My girl works for Avon. That's why it's so, so damn cute, huh? Yeah, well, I guess we got to wrap this up. What, how much time we got? Well, you got a couple minutes if you want, but let's wrap it on up. Okay, Noah, let's, you get your plugs in, you get your last word in, and then we're going to wrap it up. Definitely, man. I would say stay connected. Check us out on Instagram, forgotten underscore culture. Check us out um, for the work that we're doing with the young people. Forgotten culture. Yep. Under, underscore between forgotten and culture. I'm exactly, just out. exactly. Thank you, boss. <laughs> and uh, for for the work that we're doing with the youth, check us out at Morpheus Youth Project. Mm. That is that's the the group that we work with for yeah, for all the you know the social impact work that we're Morpheus. doing. Morpheus so, Morpheus Youth Project. Yep, okay. that's ran by an amazing dude. M O R P H E U S. Uh -huh. Yep, yep. Morpheus. And I have to get Carlos on this show, man. You you met Carlos at yeah. that event. Fucking amazing dude in our community, bro. Like sure, bring he's, him in. he's he's a rock star. Yeah, we get planned out. Dr. Big Mark. For sure. Yeah, For we, sure. we we we're we're in uh, guest 
we're in guest, you know, um, cultivation mode right mm -hmm. now, I think. So, Last thing, man, I just want to tell your audience to keep keep your heads up, keep that light shining, and keep fucking striving in whatever direction that you're going, man. And just keep doing this shit day by day, task by task. Get through it. Make it happen. That's right, motherfuckers. Listen to that. Lad? Well, you know go what? Ahead and, go ahead and bring us out, man. Let's do it. Just like our usual, coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your hosts, Edgar yeah, yeah. Navis and Sylvia Salazar. Their podcast is usually in Spanish. So... But hold on a second. Thanks for joining us this week on Felony Inc. Podcast. Join us every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time at StartupRadioNetwork.com and catch previous episodes on any podcast app. If you know what's good for you, you'll shut up and listen. And if you don't, I can't promise that we won't show up at your place late at night and make you listen. Hey. Yeah, breaking and <laughs> breaking in, entering Noah's ass. Oh, shit. This will be full-on <laughs> breaking and listening. Why? Wow. Hey, that's the first time I got anybody besides Lad. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. Latino Founder Hour with your host Edgar Navas and Silvia Salazar. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so prepárate para inglés o español. Yeah. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.